Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Dance Coach Podcast. How is everyone doing today? I am Chris Hale, and I am your host. Um, Starting off, wanted to again say a thank you to all the people who have been tuning in and your feedback and the reviews. I've gotten some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and shout out to Kira for that lovely review you wrote about the podcast. I am super, super glad that you are getting so much out of it and that your students are working on their goals. So if anyone else has stories about things that they've been working on with their students in regard to their goals or just topics that they've brought up with them since they've started listening. I'd love to love, love to hear about that. All right, on to today's topic. So today I want to talk about two principles that I basically lead with. They're the two probably most defining principles that I am instilling into my students all the time, and they are awareness and acceptance. So awareness to me is is the like number one biggest agent for change because if I don't know what's going on, if I don't have a sense of what's happening inside my body and I don't have a sense of what's happening inside my mind, I don't have anywhere to go from there. So only by having that awareness and cultivating that awareness in ourselves and helping our students cultivate that awareness in themselves can we really be as effective as we want to be as educators? And then the second one is acceptance. And I think that, you know, they go hand in hand because once we gain that awareness for what's going on, um, we want to immediately make change, right? But the thing is, is we have to accept the place that we're at in order for us to move forward. And if I can't exist in the space that I am today, then there's no way that I'm going to be able to make the kinds of changes that I want to make if I'm always trying to get to that next place. I first have to be in the moment that I'm in. So that's why these two principles are two of the most important principles to me, and that's why I think that they go hand in hand with each other and they really complement each other, and that's why those are the two things I'm constantly coaching my students on finding that awareness, and then having the ability to accept where they're at as a place to move forward from. So I personally do a lot of different things to help my students build awareness. And it's very focused in their physical awareness. I use basic anatomy to help explain to them how their bodies are functioning. And then I also use a lot of feedback. Um, I use partner work. I use you know, physical feedback, like if we can ever use get TheraBands or weights or, you know, just like props to help them get a little bit of feedback to understand how their bodies are working. Even they can, they can even give themselves feedback, right? So if we're having a discussion um, about rotation, you know, they, they can feel their bones moving. They can palpate their muscles. They can get an understanding for what things feel like, where things are moving, how things work. Um, and I, the way that I've decided to do it over the years is I used to just like throw out a lot of information, especially when I'm new somewhere. Like I'll come in like a wrecking ball and I'm just like, here is an hour's worth of information. All right, try to apply it. And that does work, but it's not as effective as if, you know, I break it down into pieces 
And I help them build the awareness first by letting them just be the way that they are and then start asking them to notice little things and then finally introduce the information and the lesson into the situation and let them do a little like compare and contrast moment. I also love to ask them questions. I want to get them thinking, right? So that critical thinking is a really big part of awareness. They have to be able to be in their bodies. They have to be able to assess what's going on. And I think that helping them do that helps them everywhere. The other thing I think about is helping them develop a critical eye. So the awareness is not just for the awareness of what things feel like in their body, but if they can also see on other bodies the difference between the way they are functioning currently and the way we want them to function. And if they can notice those little, those subtle changes when when this information is applied to the movement that they're already doing. So all of these things help to build that awareness into the body, into the mind. But they also really have to be aware of their thoughts and they have to manage their minds. This is crucial in order to change because if they're not able to manage the the negative thoughts that might come up when they realize, oh, I was doing this in a way that maybe wasn't serving me, they can go into a little bit of a spiral around that thinking that they've been doing things wrong or that they have so far to go or why didn't somebody tell me this before? And it's just like, you know, whoa, hold on. We all learn things when we learn them. Also, other people may have said these things to you before, but you weren't ready to receive them or it was presented in a way that you were not able to receive it at that moment, right? Maybe it was too sophisticated for you, right? But now you're in a different place. So let's just work on where we are now. So that's where the acceptance part of it comes in is being in the space where we are and say, okay, I need to be where I am. I'm learning this information now. It doesn't matter whether I've heard it before, I haven't heard it before, etc. What matters is that I have it now and I can use this as my jumping off point to move forward. The other place that acceptance is so crucial in managing the mind is in dealing with our negative thoughts. So I know most dancers have a lot of negative self-talk. I know that I always had a lot of negative self-talk. And this goes back to the conversation that we had last time about perfectionism and just being that inner critic and just beating yourself up all the time. And, you know, my students are constantly still doing this. I don't think that's gone anywhere. And I do think, again, with the advent of social media and the way that they are exposed to so much now, compare and despair is like even worse than it's ever been. And they're not seeing themselves truly for the way that they really are. They're comparing themselves to all of these other people all around the world who, let's be honest, are only ever showing the best of themselves. So in managing their thoughts around this, they really have to be able to be in acceptance about who they are, where, they, where they're at, and even the negative thoughts and feelings that are going to come up in the process of moving forward and working on themselves. This is not a new idea. This is something that people have been talking about for, again, millennia. These ideas are nothing new. And one of the people that really brought this to the forefront 
and brought it into our consciousness and whose ideas are still being used today in this new like spiritual and philosophical movement that we have going on with people like Eckhart Tolle um, and Wayne Dyer, Gabby Bernstein, um, is Epictetus. And one of the things that he said that I think is super profound is similar to the quote that I used from Eckhart Tolle last time, but is, Men are disturbed not by things, but by the principles and notions which they form concerning things. Death, for instance, is not terrible, else it would have appeared so to Socrates. But the terror consists in our notion of death, that it is terrible. So it's, it's, it's not death itself that is terrible. It is our thoughts about death that make it terrible, right? The longing, the the um, regret that we sometimes have when people pass away, missing people, right? These are the things that create the so-called negative emotions. Now, I don't think that mourning is necessarily a negative emotion. I mean, I I guess at its core, yes, sadness, mourning does not feel good. So we would, call, we would call it a negative emotion. But it is just one of those parts of life that we all are going to have to deal with at one time or another. And, you know, accepting the fact that life does have things that don't feel so great is really, really important. It's so important for our students because they're going to be disappointed by things. And life is very disappointing at times, you know, so helping them see that the disappointment, we don't need to run from the disappointment, right? The worst thing that's going to happen if they get up on stage and they make a mistake is they're going to have a negative emotion about it. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. They're going to be disappointed in themselves. They're going to feel embarrassed and that's okay. Those emotions are okay to feel, but in our day and age, we pathologize every negative emotion and we don't know how to accept just ordinary sadness, just the way that things go in life when something goes wrong, just the way things are in life when something goes the way we didn't want it to, right? We're not good at just like processing that negative emotion and moving forward. But the thing is, I can't move forward unless I'm willing to accept that I'm in a negative place. I don't want to try to like get rid of that negative emotion immediately, right? I want to sit with that emotion and understand where it's really coming from. And if it is a loss, I want to feel that loss. I want to acknowledge that loss, you know, in proportion to what it meant to me to have that thing or to dream about that thing. I want to feel the loss in proportion to that. That's the only way I can ever really move through the emotion is to sit with it and feel it and then make a plan moving forward to maybe get something else, right? So if we're talking about, for instance, the way that a child places at a competition, right? Or it's like they they wanted a platinum, but they got a high gold or a gold or something, right? You know, acknowledging that that is something that was important to them is, is so crucial and feeling the sadness of that, not going into hysterics, but, you know, really acknowledging that like, yeah, that that's something that I wanted that I didn't get feeling that emotion and then making a plan for improvements that can be made in order to get them closer to achieving that thing. Think of how empowered again, they'd be if they were able to make that goal and then work toward it and then actually achieve it. 
this would be so amazing in terms of creating self self-esteem and like really raising their self-worth. The other place that I feel like this comes in is, believe it or not, actually in the moment of dancing. And it's when mistakes are happening and not having the ability to accept that something is going wrong, wanting to hold on to something longer than maybe one should. I always say to my students, like if they're falling out of their turn, abandon ship, end it, make it clean, find a clean ending because at least you're teaching your body the ways in which you would like it to end the turn, right? Don't try to hang on to it until it's at the point where it's a catastrophe and there's no way to end it in a clean way or a way that's going to serve you, right? The other side of this is that sometimes we do need to push and sometimes when we do push, we are going to fall. So what do we do when we fall, right? Or what do we do when we think we're about to fall? If I can't accept the fact that I'm about to fall, then there's no way that I can think about in that moment how I'm going to negotiate that fall. So being in that place of awareness, sensing what's going off inside my body, accepting that it's going off in my body, and then negotiating how I want to deal with that are all skills. And they're skills that we need mastered like in milliseconds, right? I have to be able to process all of that information so quickly in order to move forward in a way that is going to look like nothing's wrong. So that's part of what performance is about, right? Is that we're trying to create this like illusion that there's never anything wrong. And I think that's an important illusion, right? I, we don't want people to see our mistakes on stage. Is it okay to make mistakes? Absolutely. But part of performance is not putting the burden on our audience for them to have to like take the burden of our mistakes. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are times when mistakes are made that are so undeniable that the only thing to do is to go with it. I had seen Wicked. I think it was the first time I saw Wicked. And there was this moment where Glinda goes to throw the broom. And so Alphaba can get away. And Alphaba misses it. It just flies by her. Just flies by her. She just, it drops to the ground and the whole scene just froze. And all of a sudden you see like Kristen Chenoweth is like holding, you know, Alphaba's hat. She's holding Idina's hat and she like goes behind it and you can just see her bouncing up and down and she's like lost it. The whole scene disintegrates. Everybody's laughing and there's no way to save this at that moment, right? This is a true moment of like live performance where you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So rather than feeling the burden of that, like we were just all on the edges of our seat. And the beautiful thing was, is being consummate professionals, Kristen like went, she grabbed the broom, she walked it over to Adina, she placed it in her hand, she walked back to her mark and like, and like Adina was like, action, like resume the scene. And they finished out the scene and the audience howled like we were like out of our seats like clapping our hands like so like in awe of the way that they were handling this moment and it was such a beautiful moment so 
you know, but the thing is, is like we wouldn't have had that moment if they freaked out. So even in that situation, there was a moment where they had to like give in to what was going on and like think on their feet and negotiate that moment. And they decided to acknowledge it. They acknowledged that there was an issue and they made they made it humorous and they made the best out of a moment that could have been a catastrophe. So you see that that's the way that being in the moment and working from acceptance paid off in that sense. Were they able to make it seem like nothing happened? No. So they acknowledged that something did and they moved forward from that place. So that's why this idea of acceptance, I think, is, again, one of the most important ideas and hand in hand with awareness are two major tools, major, major tools in our dancers toolboxes. So how do we work on coaching them through these ideas? I was working with a dancer the other day who wants to feel more confident, doesn't want to be plagued by these negative thoughts when they're dancing, doesn't want to get caught up in their head. But the thing is, we can't move past that negative self-talk. We can't move past that worry and that fear until we've understood where it's coming from, right? And I don't mean like doing like a deep dive into trauma and any of that, but I mean like understanding the thoughts in their head that they're thinking that are creating that situation, right? So clearly there's fear involved. Fear of what though? What are What is the emotion they don't want to feel, right? So is it embarrassment? Um, have they experienced this before? Yeah, was there an incident that they're recalling where something went wrong and they felt embarrassed or just felt bad about themselves? Understanding that and then understanding the actions that they're taking when they're thinking about that experience, right? So that experience is coming back and it's living in the present moment and it's affecting what's going on for them in that moment and the future, right? But if I don't acknowledge that, if I can't see, right, as a dancer, if I can't see that that's what's going on, then I'm always going to be in this place of like, well, I don't really know, right? I don't know what's going on in my mind and I don't know how to fix it. The first thing to do is to help them identify what is going on in their mind? What are the thoughts that they're thinking when things seem to be going wrong? Trying to understand a little bit more about the way that they're perceiving their performance, right? So I always ask my students how it went after they finish performing their solos. They still, to this day, will give me answers like, it felt good or eh, not so good or whatever. But then I make them qualify what that means, like why didn't it feel good? And then we can start to pick that apart a little bit and investigate what it is, what, what the thoughts are that they're thinking that are making them feel, that are making them perceive that that run of their solo wasn't necessarily their best. Maybe it wasn't their best. And sometimes that's going to happen too, right? Like not every time that we run something isn't going to be the most epic performance we've ever done. That's okay. It's okay to, to, to kind of like not be in our bodies or feel like things are off. Like every dancer has those moments, right? But we, we, we need to get down to the what's going on in their brains. That's like having them perceive it this way. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll say like, well, I just want to feel good on stage. But again, we have to qualify what that means because here's the thing. Feeling good about something is just a decision. Like I can decide right now that I feel good about something, right? So I can dance, I can get up and, you know, 
dance around my house right now and I could fall out of every turn and like, you know, roll my ankle on a jump. Like I'm not definitely not in dancing shape, but I could feel good about it for whatever reason I want to. I could either think I look fierce, um, which I don't think I would think I, I look fierce, but I could if I if I decided to, right? My thoughts are my decisions. So I could think I look fierce or I could just be focused on how good it feels to move my body. And I could be in enjoyment and gratitude that I'm able to move my body, right? So my my perception or my ability to feel good about what I'm doing is 100% all the time. I'm always able to feel good about what I'm doing if I choose that. So first getting them to understand that, that if all they want to do is feel good, well, then they just need to decide to feel good. From there, then it's like, okay, but... Like, what are the things, what are the actual achievements? What are the, what are the moments or what are the thoughts that are you're having in your head that are like making you not enjoy this experience? Because that's what it comes down for me is like getting to that place of enjoyment, even learning how to enjoy the mistakes, enjoy and have enthusiasm over the flaws in our performance, negotiating those flaws, gaining self-confidence from negotiating those flaws, Right. So this is the place that we want that we're pursuing all the time is getting to that space where I'm not necessarily just even in acceptance of it. I'm excited about it. I get really excited to go on stage and to be curious about what's going to happen because I never really know. Right. And and being being given the opportunity to get on stage and to access my tools, right? To see what tools are really there inside of me that have become unconscious. I now have like an unconscious competence around certain tools and what tools are those that just kick in innately. Well, they're not innate, but you know, they kick in out of habit and they're like hardwired into me. And that's really exciting, right? To, to understand that, to, to get to see really in that moment what I'm capable of. So helping them to understand like that's, that's a place that they can live if they want to. They can live in that space of curiosity in search of what they're capable of every time and they can be excited about exploring that. Another thing that I think about and that I'm reminded of is, is actually a quote from Eckhart Tolle. So he says, whatever you accept completely will take you to peace, including the acceptance that you cannot accept, that you are in resistance. So even in a moment when like you're trying to reject what's going on by accepting that you are rejecting the current moment, you will get into the present moment more quickly, right? I'm in resistance. I'm in resistance to something. What is that resistance about, right? Being able to like really like be again, be curious about where that resistance is coming from. Why am I resisting this moment? That again brings us back to our awareness, right? Being aware of the thoughts in my head, being aware of like what's coming up for me in this resistance. So I, I think that these, these concepts are really empowering for students. And I think however we can foster awareness within them for everything that's going on, whether it be like what's going on for them mentally or, you know, definitely what's going on with them physically because dance is a physical activity. And then getting them to that place of full acceptance of being in the moment of knowing 
that the this present moment is the only moment they have and that they need to not be fighting with what's going on in the present moment that they need to be accepting of what's going on in the present moment and using that as a jumping off point to move forward. And then hopefully they're going to end up in this space where they're really, really enthusiastic about all the things that they're going to learn about themselves along the way and this journey. So that's what's on my mind today. I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Let me know. Like, what you think about it. And if you're listening and you're loving it, which I'm sure you are, shoot me off a five star, five points for Gryffindor. Shoot me off a five star rating um, on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you are inspired to build more awareness, take more action and get more accomplished, you have to go on over to my website and get your free How to Get Anything Done Goal Setting Worksheet. In it, I walk you through my entire goal setting process from start to finish. And if you're interested in taking these skills to the next level, studying them, and having one-on-one support for applying them to your life, go to www.chrishale.co. That's .co, not .com, to book your free consult today. Thank you.